Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. The Go Birds Podcast, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer, with you. What up, buddy? So I watched Severance. You did? I did. Oh, okay, so for context, for those who don't know, because this was a text thing, I texted yes. Elliot on Sunday. I watched, the, there are only two episodes so far of the show, When's the Severance. third come out? It comes out on Friday. Oh, nice. So Adam Scott is the star. It is on Apple Plus, and I texted Elliot. I watched the first two episodes. I, I adored it. I loved it. And I was like, yes. Elliot, you got to watch this. It's a super cool premise. I won't, you know, no spoilers or whatever. Well, let me, I'll, I'll explain the premise. Yeah, I don't think it's a spoiler. Because the premise is fascinating. Yeah, so the premise of the show, and this is going to be Eagles related eventually, I promise. Ooh, a the, Severance Eagles thing. The, I love this. The premise of the show is you basically go to work and you're, you're, you're yes. at work. So you and get when a, you leave, you don't remember anything about work. You get work. a surgery, essentially. Yeah. So, so essentially you're, you're, your mind works on like dual paths where there is the outside you and the work you. Because you and don't the, remember the other exactly. thing. It's so, the same physical so body. So when you're but... out, of, out of work, it's you, but you don't remember what happened during the day. You have no memories of it. You just live your life there. But you also know that there's this other version of you who goes to work every day, and that's all they know, which is the, you know, right. part of the philosophical thing. Like, part of you is this devastated person who's at work every day and has no memory Although of it. Although they don't seem work. sad in the show. But they, but they, you could tell that there's, like, the idea that they, they you know, that when they talk about, like, the weekend's over... Just back at work on Monday. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, there yeah. is no weekend. It's just like I'm back. You know, every day. That's it. Is it, it's fascinating. So it's a great show. Nice. For those who listen to the pod Happier. know we do recommend shows quite a bit. I think our hit rate is very good. Very like, high. Nothing but 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 bangers. Yeah, just winners. It's super good. I will say, and I've also very rarely actually watched what you suggest. I know. So vice versa. We we get to some, but like yes. sometimes it's just you know I don't have all the time in the world. I got to watch stuff with Emily. Right. It's like, you know hit or miss. Right. So you haven't watched The Bachelor or stuff no, like that, right? No, exactly. Not yet. But um, it's an interesting premise to think about in everyday life, like especially with us. Like, what if we couldn't think about the Eagles when we were at, <laughs> like, think about that. Yeah. It's a very gray line. You're right? right. You're right. It's a fascinating thought, especially because, like, we like our jobs. We are people, we're very lucky. We say it right. all the time. We're super happy to do what we do. But, like, the concept of what we do is also something that we love outside of work. Right. So, it's, I'm an Eagles fan before I ever started doing this. So that is fascinating. Imagine if you couldn't care about Justin Jefferson outside uh, of 2400 Market. Tell me about it, right? What a, what a sad life you would <laughs> I know, live. I know. No, it's, I'm happy you tried it out. I'm happy. It's very good. Yeah. I'll definitely recommend it. Highly, that. highly recommended to, uh, to all the listeners. Great show. Great show. 
Trying to think if I have anything else. It's almost like final thoughts before we get into. Yeah, the well, I like tomorrow. I so sorry we missed a pod last week. My dog uh, was in the 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 doggy hospital. Yes. The Ultimately ER. okay. She is okay. Well, we're you know we're C. She yes. she has, We think she had a stroke. That was a, tough, man. It was tough. Yeah, it was I'm a sure. tough week for me. Um, but she she's getting a little better. You know, she seems to be kind of getting back to her old self a bit. She's still a little out of it. She's on like medication, anti seizures, steroids, and stuff. But no seizures since. Nice. So we're we're, we're we're getting through it. Shout out to Millie. Positive vibes. Yeah, she's the best. Yes. Love that dog. She's a good dog. I she's a good dog. Yes. We're almost 14. So, you know, That's she's pretty old crazy. and it's, you know, it happens and all that. But, like, I, we've had, we had her since she was seven weeks old. She, Emily and I were together six months when we got her. So, like, Millie has been it's a, a part of move. our whole relationship. Well, Emily and I also knew each other for, oh, right, right, right. like, yeah, a decade before we ever started dating. So, we were really close and all that. So, we right. knew it was, like, pretty serious when it started. But regardless, like, our whole relationship, this dog's been there. Like, yeah. everything. From start to finish, so yeah. So thoughts and prayers. Shout out, send yes. out, send the good vibes out. Yes, for, I'm for, sure for the million. Go Birds community. Will. Yes, they're the best. They're the best. All right, uh, let's let's dive in. Let's talk a little birds. Uh, we are going with the the fire topic today. The one An that important everyone, topic. Yeah, it, I was. Yeah, I was gonna. You know, well, we're it, talking salary cap. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> salary cap. So next week is the combine, which is yes. when I feel like stuff will really kick back up. I think it, we're in a bit of a lull. A, a bit. Yeah. It is the lulliest lull of, like, I, if I say, and, no, and nothing to do with him personally, if I have to say the words Jalen Hurts again I know. Uh, in the next week, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, well, I'm so tired of talking about this. I was just saying this to, to someone out in the kind of hub area. Like, I love talking about the Eagles. Yes. I love talking about the quarterback. And even I'm at a point yeah. where I'm a little like, we get it. Yeah. You know, like, we're not sure about Jalen Hurts. <laughs> yeah. I guess I trade for Russell Wilson. Like, I, I don't know how else to express this. Like, you know, like, like if people ask me if we're just, like, hanging out, like, what do you think they'll do a quarterback? I almost want to be like, bro. <laughs> Please don't ask me that. Yes, like, they have three first-round picks, so they're going to be in discussion for anybody. things I've done where I've talked about this. Yes. You can say how I feel is very, very out there. But it's also so different from last offseason because last offseason, obviously, they got a new head coach, the Carson stuff and all that, so I felt like it, like, never stopped. Like, I agree it was, like, you. continually – like the season ended, and then it was like the Doug thing was there for a bit, and but now like because there hasn't made any changes, like everything else is just kind of happening around the league, and it's just like the Eagles are very rarely boring. Like we always say, there's mm-hmm. never a boring day. This is the closest. It's, it's been pretty boring. It's the closest it's gotten. Yeah. But to your point, and I don't think a lot of Eagles fans, because of the lull, if you're not like keeping up with stuff, I don't think people realize that the combine's here. Like you yeah. are going to Indianapolis next week. We will be doing shows with you out in Indian right. here because you're going to be at the combine. The draft is on its way. Free agency starts in like two, two weeks. and a half weeks yeah. or something like that. I mean, like it's about to get real. There's about to be a lot of Eagles content, a lot of things to talk about. So. I do think, like, as much as, like, you know, ah, ha, ha, salary cap, that's boring. I actually think right now, like, super important because while the combine is next week, free agency is right after that. And that's a super important thing for this Eagles team. Like, they need to get this right. This well, I, I also think what's crazy right now about the salary cap is, so I've been following it, like, very closely, I would say, for, like, six or seven years and then relatively closely for, like, eight or nine. But it, every year, every year when the offseason begins, it's like, okay, well, they have this much in space, but they'll cut this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and it'll get up to whatever, right? Like, Vinnie Curry, I feel like for three years in a row, was like a guy where it's like, oh, well, they'll just cut him. Mm-hmm. Like, Michael Kendricks. There were all these guys where you could open five, six, seven million dollars by releasing them. This is the first time I can ever remember 
where there's not a single cap casualty on the roster. Wow. Not a single one where I'm like, okay, you can cut him to save a, a large amount of money, and he's worth cutting. Like, you can cut J.J. Arcega Whiteside. It saves a million dollars. Like, it's just not, it's not nothing significant enough, right. right? So I think there'll be some moves, but when you look at their cap, and as we've kind of, I think, decided as a GoBirds pod, our general stance, salary cap space to a certain degree doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's like killing the topic before we even... <laughs> All right, we're done. Salary yeah. cap doesn't matter, but let's talk yeah. about it. That's the uh, the pod name. <laughs> that's actually pretty good. That's good, right? I like that, yeah. Um, so, but if you look at the cap, like so many people... All right, so I'll, let me just explain my whole spiel. So right now the Eagles have $18 million in salary cap space. Generally, what you would see them do is release people to open money. But as I just said, there's really nobody they can release to open money. Or what they could do is they take players and they restructure them to create more money. That's like how Howie always does it. And the way you do that is you take the base salary and you convert it to a signing bonus. So for simple math purposes, let's say a player has a $10 million base salary. You restructure it. You take $8 million, You spread it out over four years. And so you save $8 million. So you go from $10 million to $2 million. The problem is how he's done this with so many people that there's only four players on the cap right now that have a cap hit over $10 million. And when you do it by base salary, it's only two players. Two players have a base salary over $10 million. It's Darius Slay and Javon Hargrave. So, so not even Fletcher has a base Not salary. even Fletcher, because he redid. Fletcher's base salary. Well, yeah, last offseason he did Cox and Slay, right? Where, and Lane, I believe, were the And Lane. Three. So, yeah. so Fletcher's base salary is $1.1 million. Lane's is $7 million. Brandon but Graham. But then is it down the road, like in two, three years, that's when it hits them? Like Right, so uh, Fletcher's base salary this year is $1.1. And it's actually $1.1 the rest of his contract. The issue is the signing bonus has been put out. So the bottom line is... For the Eagles to create space, they basically have to decide, do we want to restructure Darius Slay or Javon Hargrave? And so you could theoretically restructure Darius Slay in back-to-back offseasons. In back-to-back offseasons, because he has a base salary of $16 million. That's a lot of money to work with, and especially coming off a Pro Bowl year. He's a little older, so the question is, like, do they want to do this to get more money to spend now? Because $18 million, in some ways, is a lot of money. Like, Javon Hargrave, when he signed his initial deal— he signed a three-year, $39 million deal. His cap hit the first year was $3 million. So, like, you can work it where if you give out someone a contract that has an average of $13 million, like Hargrave did, the first year is only $3 million. So, with 18, you can fit a lot in. But they have three first-round picks. So, that'll probably cost 8 or $9 million. And generally, in my time covering the Eagles, they've always had around $10 million in cap space, like, to work with going into the season. So... They're in an interesting spot because in some ways they have money to do whatever they want. On the other hand, they have almost no money. Like <laughs> and I know that sounds counter like counterintuitive. Yes, but, it does. But like with $18 million, you could go and sign guys, but like you have to pay the rookies unless they know so if they go out and sign a lot of players, it could be an indication they know they're trading some of these picks. But with Darius Slay, like you could open up another twelve million dollars if you really wanted. But then you're committing to him later on down the road. Which, with the Fletcher Cox thing, even though his base salary isn't that much this year, like the next couple years of Fletcher Cox's salary are going to hurt you. It's, from it's cap harder to cut him, right? And and he's a player who, in a couple, like right now, we we I think we are kind of on the same page with Fletcher, where we think he's still a, a good NFL player, not worth what he's making, but a good NFL player. But in a couple years, if the trajectory continues, he could be a bad NFL player making a lot of money. Well, right now, if they were to cut Fletcher Cox, and I don't think they would cut him. I don't think so either. Right, but, but like just in theory, it would have forty million dollars in dead money. I mean, if, if they were to cut that. him. 
That is right. nuts. Even if they do it post June first, it's still twelve million in dead money, and they save two million dollars. So. Right. That's a tough thing about him. So now you look at Fletcher and you say, okay, well, they've put it out. And like, real quick, real quick, before we move on, would you still get hit down the road for those years you no, committed to? No, it'd be to? one year. It'd be a one-year, like one-time with, with boom. Wentz. Wentz. I'm just making sure. So if they wait till 2023 with Fletcher, like next year, it's $28 million in a dead cap hit. Wow. So like this is where pushing it off does come, come back to bite come you hurt you. Yeah. So with Darius Slay, like, would you restructure him to open cap space? I would not. No. No. Interesting. Again, like I... I, holistically, like, I understand, I'm kind of torn on this, and I think a lot of people are, it's similar to the, you know, quarterback thing that we're not going to talk about, but the idea of, like, a big part of me says, I want to rebuild the defense, I want to get some youth in here, I want to make good draft picks, build that way. Yeah. And then another part of me, like we've talked about so many times, is like, this is stupid in the NFL, just go for it, and, you know, figure it out later, like the Rams just did, like, and that's the extremist example of it, but the idea that, you're with a good quarterback, with a good roster, you have a chance you to win every year. Right. You know, so I'm torn on it. I lean towards not committing more money to older guys. I feel like after, and I know that it was a unique situation with the pandemic and the Wentz thing combining. Like it's a unique situation, and that specific situation is not likely to happen again. But I also knock on wood. Knock on wood. Hopefully, no yeah, more pandemic. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's other things going on. I was going to say, right yeah, now. I can't Jeez imagine that'll in, impact the salary cap. You never but, know, though, right? Yeah. I mean, who knows, right? Yeah. But um, so I, I just I worry about the the com- continuous committing of money to players who are not worth the money they're getting, and you're and you're moving it down the road where it's only further and further. Like Darius Slay was awesome this last year. Do I think Darius Slay is going to be awesome in three years? Probably not. Like, it's tough for any player right. to be. Yeah. So it's so it's tough. It's tough because I don't. I want them to be in a, a good position both financially and in terms of the, the roster talent, the age of the roster talent, all that stuff. And I think the only way you can kind of reset it, because like we talk about kicking the can down the road and all that, and it did come back to bite them with the pandemic, but I think the only way you can kind of reset that is to draft well and yeah. to have some young players at at important positions who don't cost as much money as they should, and that way you can kind of supplement it and, and even it out over time. So and that is the I benefit. generally lean towards not restructuring a guy like Slay more than we already Right, have. and I would probably do that. The only counter I would say is once you go down the road... It's almost like, just like... Yeah, like, I always compare it to credit card debt, but, like, once you have, like, one way you do your money and it's worked for you for a long time, like, part of me is, like, you just got to keep doing mm-hmm. it, even though... Like, other people might look at it and be like, bro, how does that work for you? <laughs> like, it just seems to always work for the Eagles. So, I wouldn't do Slay. Now, Javon Hargrave is an interesting one. Javon Hargrave, weirdly enough, already entering the final year of his deal. That is surprising. surprising yeah, right? it does. It feels like that. I mean, but a three-year deal makes sense. I mean, but 2020 is like it didn't even happen. Yeah. He barely played, yeah. like, all those things. Um, So, he makes 12.75 base salary. So, you could, you know, you could open up, like, another $10 million with him. And I think he would make sense to... I think so too. Extent. I think he was good enough last year at that position where you figure, you know, three, four more years, he still should be a quality NFL player, if nothing yeah. else. Now, here's a question I have for you, though. Um, from a salary cap understanding it perspective, if I'm listening, I'm, I'm thinking this right now, or at least I am listening to you and thinking right. this. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping other people are too. You keep mentioning that there's only the two high salaries, right? In Slay yes. and Hargrave. And like Cox is one point, whatever. Lane so, seven, but, but like. So how are they up so high in cap? Like, how do they have so little cap space? Is there other money that we're not? Yeah, is there so, a lot of dead money? Like, what's the what's? Why does it seem like they they the the roster talent doesn't symbolize in terms of what that's worth the amount of money they're spending? So like, all right, let's take Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox has a cap hit this year of fourteen million dollars. His base salary is one point uh, okay, one. Okay, so the base versus the cap hit. Well, so there's three. 
in components to this. Okay. This will be like a it's like a, a TED lear, talk. Learn it, yeah. yeah. Although, it's like, a, I don't know if I'm qualified yeah. enough to do this, but Elliot I, I talk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So basically, when looking at a cap number, an L talk. There's two things that make the cap number almost always. It's the base salary and the signing bonus. Those two things add up to create the cap hit. The cap hit is not an actual number the Eagles are paying them. That's just what he counts against the cap. So Fletcher Cox has a base salary of $1.1 million, which means he is going to this year make $1.1 million from the Eagles. The signing bonus is the big check that Jeffrey Lurie handed him, and that's prorated over the life of the contract. So if you sign a four-year deal with a $100 million signing bonus, you get – you get all that up front, each year. but $25 million goes against the cap each year. Each year. Right. Even though, like, that third year, you're not actually getting $25 million. It's just you already on got the it. cap. It's on exactly. the cap. And that was the thing with the Carson thing where it was, like, people talking about dead money. Yeah, but they weren't paying Carson to play for another team. It was just a fictional number on the screen. It, it just wasn't counted like, against your cap. Exactly. So the way they end up with these huge cap numbers is how he converts a lot of money into signing bonuses, with, which then gets pushed into future years, and the the base salary becomes low. And to Lurie's credit, how he's able to do this because Lurie cuts checks to these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were a cheap owner, you would say, I'm not I'm not cutting a check for this. Right. Like, you can figure that out. So I think Lurie, like, there's some debate sometimes if he's a good owner. He gets or not. credit like, for that. This is one area where I think he does. Yeah, so, like, uh, we'll look at another one. Um, Brandon Graham. Brandon Graham has a cap hit of almost $10 million. His base salary is $1.1. His signing bonus is $8.1. So, like... That's that's why the Eagles are kind of screwed in a way, is because all these base salaries are so low and you can't change the prorated bonus number. Like you can't really work with that. So it's harder to to come up with money uh when, when that's you don't the way have those high base salaries. That exactly. was the point you were making at the beginning. You need those higher base salaries to be able to restructure those, lower that, put the money down the road. Right. And like so the Eagles top four cap hits this year, Darius Slade, Javon Hargrave, Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox. Like I mean, Slade's a, obviously a great player. Lane Johnson showed obviously a great, great player. player. Like, I don't know. Like, if those are your top four, I, like, and it's hard because Joe Burrow on the Bengals, for example, he's not one of their top four because he's on a rookie deal. But those are not, like, a super amazing top four in terms right. of cap hits. Right. Like, Fletcher's a solid player at this point. I think probably above average. Right. But Javon Hargrave kind of disappeared. So, you I don't know. know. The Rams, their top cap hits are Jalen Ramsey and... Aaron, yeah, Donald Aaron Donald and Matthew and, Stafford and, like, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. Like and eventually are, it'll be Cooper Cobb and all that. Impact players. Like, legit, you know, the best players in the league at their positions. Yes. Players. And now Slay's, like, kind of in that discussion. Yeah, but now, to your point, like, I wouldn't probably extend Slay, but part of me is like, I don't know, you just figure it out down the road. Mm-hmm. But maybe no, that's I mean, not that's, the best that's financial that's strategy, issue, which is probably what it. Kristen has told me yes, multiple times when I'm it's come sure. to money. Just I'm don't sure. figure it out down the road. Yes, yeah. yes. That's why I don't even deal with it. I'm just like, Emily, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. But I, I, I think ultimately with $18 million, like, they can still kind of do whatever they want. Like, we've talked about Mike Williams on the last pod. They could still sign Mike Williams. The issue is you're just you're just putting it down the road. So, like, you're kind of banking on these guys being better being players. Yeah. yeah. For, for long stretches. And that's risky, you know, especially in a league where, you know, we've seen guys can really go up and down yeah. from year to year and stuff like that. So, and, and, and guys have gotten hurt or this or that. Again, to that Hargrave point, like, that first year of the Hargrave deal where it's supposed to really help you on that cheap base salary for that year, he didn't even play at all. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's a lost <laughs> like the year. year didn't even the happen. Mu- exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it really is a it's a, a tricky situation. And Well, the other interesting thing about this is last offseason, there was so much discussion about the dead money cap hit with Carson, right? And I understand it's because it was one player. 
But this year, the Eagles have thir- oh, pretty much $30 million in dead money on their books. Malik Jackson, Alshon Jeffries, Zach Ertz. Like, well, and these are, that's, those Joe are. Joe Flacco, Those Eric are Wilson. reasons, like, particularly those first two with Alshon and, and, Malik Jackson. and Malik Jackson are perfect examples of what we were just talking about. The idea of, like, kicking it down the road can lead to a situation where you have guys who, in this case, not even on the team, or guys who are just can't play anymore because of injuries or age or whatever, right. making significant cap hits and thus hurting your ability to, to flesh out the rest of the roster. Right, but yeah, for sure, 100%. It's just funny how last year the dead money was a huge deal. Oh, it was the biggest deal. And now people bring it up. The biggest hit you didn't know, right? The entire league was dunking on the Eagles. But uh, And as we discussed, it's funny now looking back at the reactions to that trade. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable, yes. But, um, well, I think one, like, in terms of, like, clues about how the Eagles feel, if you look at how they manage the cap this offseason, it'll be interesting to see if they kind of use the 2017 model where they, like, they had Carson on a cheap deal, so they like went and they spent a lot of money. So if the Eagles really feel they can win this year and they actually believe in Jalen Hurts, they would restructure Slay and Hargrave, get that cap space, and, they go sign and then people. go spend guys because you still have Jalen. I mean, Jalen's cap hit, I'm going to have to scroll like pretty far down to find like it. That, yeah, right? it's like a million. So his cap hit's $1.6 million. Yep. So this is the time to do it if you believe in Jalen. Now, yep. if you don't, then this is the year to kind of – Again, like, well, eat it a little bit. And to and, that point, along those lines, also we talk about trading for Russell Wilson or whatever, that has capital implications, obviously. Well, yeah, so Russell right. Wilson makes his you're cap gonna have to cut. Be, you're going to have to figure something out. You're going to have to make space. Maybe trade someone else, some, whatever. There's, there's, you know, whatever. But then on top of it, when you look at it that way, it's also the idea of moving down the road. Like, whether if Hurts is great this year, then you got to pay him. Like, yep. so it's like... It, it does create another layer to that, that at some point, even though you have heard this specific year at a cheap price, it it's just one year. It's yeah. one year of Hertz on a cheap price. I know you could let him play out the last He's not year of his deal, play but the that's just not going to happen. It's not, not going to happen. happen. So, so it's one year. So do you go – it's a great point. If the Eagles go in for this year, it's because they tr- truly believe in Jalen Hurts. Right. But if they build around and try and plan for the future, it's a, it's an interesting situation. And I think, like – to get back to what we said at the beginning with, like, salary cap space doesn't matter. And, again, that's, like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, like, I think what, what matters is looking at just, like, how they move it around. Mm-hmm. And if they open up more space for this year and spend on it, then that's an indication they believe in Hurts. If they don't, then, like, that's an indication they don't. What is your – if you have to predict what they're going to do? And I, know- I think they're going to be active in free agency. Just because I think Howie, like – if you if you got him alone and you and you could just like ask him what he truly believes, He'll I like think he believes out in going. Something. Yeah, and I think it, he you think how he it. believes, and he always says that. You know, the Philadelphia Eagles are always going. Yeah, to but I do think to your point, I do think that Howie Roseman has had so much success with this philosophy, and it came back to bite him. But I think more often than not, this philosophy has worked for him, and in his mind. It's like future how he can deal with that. He'll figure it out. Yeah, like, and I, I think it's when, not present how he's problem to worry about the future with this specific thing. Right, and I think when you have an owner like Jeffrey Lurie that's willing to cut checks, like it's easier to fix up problems. Like you know, you can just throw money at the problem. Like you know, a contract where it's a big cap hit or whatever, blah blah. blah like he can just throw money at the problem and have Lurie cut a check that lowers the cap hit and pushes it to the future. So I but do, again pushes it to the future. Pushes it to the future. Yeah. Now and then you have thirty million at dead cap because you got Alshon and Malik Jackson. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so look, eighteen and a half million as we discussed. What's what's interesting is the eighteen and a half million, I think, is the most available cap space of any team in the NFC that made the playoffs. Really? Yeah. That is surprising. Yeah, I wrote this in an article. I can actually pull it up and get more of the exact figures. But um 
Also, they're 14th in the league. Like, the Saints have, like, now the Saints didn't make the playoffs, but the Saints have, like, nothing. Negative they're like $50 over. million. Yeah, yeah. Dollars. Well, yeah. that's part of the reason a lot of people think Peyton bailed, where it was just like, yeah, yeah like, this is way, this way is too really much of a situation. problem. Right, no me, quarterback and no money. All right. Let me pull this up. So, they're 14th. Here, while you're pulling that up, Okay. Let me remind everyone download the Park Sportsbook app. I mean, seriously. What at this are we doing point, here? what are you doing? Guys, well, especially, look, we got some basketball action coming up. If you're not going to bet on James Harden and the Sixers now and not have some fun with this thing, like, why do we even watch sports, right? I mean, this is so much so fun to actually this. get in on this. What do you think the over-under will be for him for Friday night? For points? Yeah. So I think like 23. 22 and a half, 23 range? Yeah, I think 23 and a half. I, I think, I, I, me personally, how I'll be handling it, I'm betting over- on everything for Harden. <laughs> I think over points, over assists, over rebounds. Definitely over on the assist, for sure. I think he's going to be looking to get other guys involved and all that. But it wouldn't be shy if he just comes out and wants to score a bunch of points. Minnesota, not a great defensive team. Like, he, uh, I mean, you got Eagles. Anthony Edwards or D'Angelo De- Russell covering you. I mean, you should be able to skewer yeah, those now guys. I'm a D'Angelo Russell guy. So. I know, but you're not a defensive. I know, he's not a defensive player, Inter- like whether he's offensively or whatever, you can argue. But. Interestingly enough, they're underdogs in the game. Which is wild. And look, Minnesota's been better this year. And I do think those three are really fun Like yeah. as, as a group. I mean, Anthony Edwards is one of the most fun players in the NBA to watch. And I, I wasn't mean, huge on him coming out of I wasn't either, yeah. but he is awesome. He's awesome. Like, he's super fun and does, like, the, talk about defying the laws of gravity. Those type yep. of guys, like, he that's him. He can shoot. He's gotten better. He seems like he's a fun guy to play with, a fun guy to be on a team with. Yeah. Like, I just, I like, I like everything about him. Cat's a good player and all that. So. It's an interesting one. I'm shocked they're an underdog. I'm betting on them. Tomorrow this would be tonight. a good like same game parlay type situation because you do the they're what they I can think I think they're plus one right now. Then you parlay all the Harden overs. You could easily get to like plus four five hundred. Oh yeah, quickly. for sure. Yeah. Now maybe, the tough ones in bead. Yeah. Does, does Embiid defer in his exactly. first game? Does Embiid try and show Harden how great he could be and have a yes. monster game? I could see it going either way. It's I don't think real, I'd like him over 30. It's a fascinating, fascinating game for that perspective. And that's what's so fun about this. Downloading the app. We can bet on all this stuff. It's so much fun. You can bet on player points, rebounds, assists, all this type of stuff. And, of course, the games itself. And, and basketball is back in a big way this weekend. So, And, of course, you can bet on college, too. You can bet on hockey. You can bet on anything out there. It is a blast. Soccer. Absolutely. Leeds lost six to nothing they the other did. day. That yes. What's well, funny is, for you, my friend. I mean, not funny, but they were down three nothing at half. And I was like, well, they're obviously going to lose. And then so I went to go get ready to get my hair cut. And I looked and it was six nothing. I'm like, <laughs> that didn't go well. For those who don't know, Elliot's dad lived in Leeds. Yes. So yes, she's like a real They might reasoner. get relegated. Like It this, seems like they're really bad. Whenever they're very bad. They're I missing like, a lot of players. I know. Yeah. I knew nothing about this. I, all I know is our conversations about it. And Every single time we talk about Leeds, you're they, telling me about how they not just lost, but usually got blown out. They lose bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's so, not good. Hopefully they don't get uh, Fingers relegated crossed. for you, buddy. Um, That'd be but again, you can bet against Leeds. There you go. Boom. Easy money. <laughs> Easy money. Bet the over and goals in the Leeds game. Boom. Yeah. Just download the Park Sportsbook app, and here's the deal. If you sign up now, just download the app in the app store. Click parkscasino.com slash PA, and you get a, a risk-free bet of up to $500 for new customers. A $500 risk-free bet. Just use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. Get your risk-free bet. Your risk-free bet is refunded. Site credit. The website is all the details. You must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Lay it on us, sir. So of the 13 teams ahead of them in the cap space, so the Eagles are 14th in the league in cap space. Of the 13 teams ahead of them, only three were in the playoffs and none were NFC playoffs. Wow. So all right. of all the NFC playoff teams, the Eagles have the most cap space. That is, that is a fascinating— They're like fa- all AFC teams at the top. 
interesting. Now, to be fair, the Eagles were the seven seed. They were the worst of the NFC playoff teams. So they are the ones who Doesn't need mean to help the most. Set up, but right. No, I'm no. Yeah. I'm just saying, like to to counter that. But that is interesting that they have the most caps. And of the 14 teams that did make the playoffs last season, seven of them are in the negative. Wow, it's like considerably lower. Okay. Than the what about the the division? The division they have the most, but I'll really I'll, I'll look it up. That, they have more than the Giants in Washington too. Let me let me double check that. Double check really that because it is fascinating. And look, it does put a little perspective on it because when you initially talk about it and you, I hear eighteen and a half million. I'm like, well, that's not great. You know, like that's but it, not that. Yeah, it's, I mean, but, but then when you put the context around it, it does make it more. All right, so the Commanders have thirty one. So I was wrong. The commies. What a the name like of it's, itself. We didn't really talk about it's just weird on the to pad. say it. It's a horrendous name. Like I'm so I I think the word Commander is awesome. I think like. A commander is a badass. Like, I'm the freaking right. commander. Like, badass, cool. For some reason, like, as the name of a team, I hate it. I just hate it. So, I do have an opinion on this really quick to finish up the last thought. The Cowboys have negative 22 million. Love it. And the Giants somehow have negative 12. <laughs> David Which Gettleman. is amazing. Like, superstar, that guy. They're as bad Honestly, as they are. Honestly, as much as, as I'm sad that Joe Judge is gone, it is a real bummer and all that. Like, David Gettleman leaving is by far the worst thing that happened to the Eagles. Yeah, Boston. they have like, like a competent general manager I mean, they, now. It was you just such think, a lock I mean, they were bad with that guy. Yes. So so the commanders have the most, but like, so the Eagles and the commanders are definitely, Cowboys have the best roster. It is basically. weird to hear this. All right, so here's my commanders. Like, it's just thing. weird, to, but real quick, it's weird to talk about. Like, it's weird to hear you say the Eagles and the commanders. Like, that just I know. sounds freaking weird to me. Well, I was doing I was on doing a radio hit and I accidentally said like football team and then I yeah. switched to commanders. Which is yeah, for for like the first two years of football team I was like Redskins all the time. Yes. And I was like, "Oh crap. Yeah, now it's like finally people start saying football team. It's like, "Hey, commanders." So here's my thing with the commanders. I think picking a football name is like the most impossible thing on the Yeah, it, it's planet. a thankless no thing. No matter what yeah, you put out there. It's very unlikely you're going to come up with yes. something people like. People are it, the fun thing to do is be like, "Oh, this is awful." But well, like, so many are taken. Like throughout sports, you don't want to be like another version of another team, right? Like so right. it's like it's tough. <laughs> there aren't that many options out there. So if, if you were naming a team, would you go with like an animal? I I mean, I I think that would be a direction I would I would look for sure. But it'd be tough because it. you can't do like the lions, the bears. Well, that's the point. Animals are tough. You could do yeah. the tigers, the cheetahs. The Bengals are close to the tigers. Yeah, but you could they are the, tigers, but you could do the tigers. You could do the yeah, tigers. But you I have the Detroit open. tigers. Cheetahs, what it's would be worth. Cool. Yeah, cheetahs. but that's baseball. No one's the cheetahs. The Washington cheetahs. Kansas City cheetahs would be cool. It would be, and they're fast. Yeah, and, you know, Tyreek Hill yeah. is the cheetah, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like it less now. So, yeah, I'm the commanders, though, like, it does sound weird to say. It's just weird. I agree. It's a weird. But then again, like, think about it. Let's say Philadelphia didn't have a football team, and they just came out. And we're like, we were going to have a football team. And we're like, we're going with the Eagles. You'd be like, all why? Right. I, I think I would be all right with that. I mean, Philadelphia, the Eagle, the bald eagle. Like, I would be able to yeah, but, put but, that What's the bald together. eagle have to do with Philadelphia? Uh, the symbol of freedom. Like, the, like this is where the country first Capital true. of the yeah, country, true, like true. all that. The Independence Hall not, is here. The like, Liberty you know, Bell is here. It's not like there's like bald eagles flying around. No, but I mean, still, like, I get it. At least I can, I can one to two makes like a logical leap. Right. And now, I mean, worse if they came out and it was like the Philadelphia, like, Independence. Or, yeah, like, that would be bad. Constitution. Yeah, that would be bad. Not ideal. Philadelphia Stars, back. Don't like the jerseys, by the way. Real. All right, and we're not going to honestly talk maybe any USFL on this pod, or right. this pod often. But what I will say is, um, I couldn't believe that I didn't know anybody. Like, well, Clayton Thorson. That was the only guy. And Clayton, the other person. Oh, Destiny Vallejo yeah. <laughs> was like a twentieth yeah. round pick or whatever. Yeah, well, Clayton Thorson was a first round. He was pick. like the fourth pick in the draft. But that, that's it. Like, I, that's such a bad sign. That yes. it, because all the guys would rather be like practice squad guys in the NFL than yeah. than do that. 
I couldn't believe, like, I thought there'd be names I know, like former NFL guys who can't make it anymore or, like, college guys who, who flamed out or whatever. Like, none of them. It so, was a bunch of guys I never heard of. Free advice to the Philadelphia Stars. Yes. If you're listening. Yes. I know you're going to be playing in uh, Birmingham. This is important, Philadelphia yes. Stars. Like, yes. you know, Elliot Shore Park is here to give you some important One thing I know about it's getting a reaction. Yes. <laughs> All right. Here's what they need to know. They should have open tryouts in Philadelphia. Oh, what a good idea. Invincible Open style. tryouts, yeah. And Love guarantee, it. honestly, honestly, just guarantee someone a roster spot. Yeah. We, will, like, we, we will, will give somebody a roster spot. See, I see what you're doing here. You just want to be the kicker for the Philadelphia Stars. And oh. There's a little roundabout way to get there. So here, do you think if I won the competition, which I would, <laughs> do you think like my, do you think WIP would be okay with me living in Birmingham? Like, how long's their season? Can it really be like, like five like weeks or something? Yeah, yeah. I mean, go probably, out there and kick. Yeah, I think it'd be such good content for everybody. I think it'd be amazing. It'd be cool with it. Yeah. Be doing the pod virtually from Birmingham yeah. after hey, practice. So I was practice today, Elliot. Yeah, I mean, how hard can it really be to kick for the <laughs> USFL or whatever it's called? <laughs> I mean, like, really, like, Clayton Thorson was a first-round pick. Uh-huh. Can't be like that it. hard. It's a good take. Yeah. It's a good take. Should I try? Sure. Should no, honestly, somebody. if the Philadelphia Stars were smart, they would let me be their kicker. Uh, it wouldn't be dumb. I agree. I mean, I like, mean, what? You could do so any- what, they're going to lose? Because, like, who cares? Anything like, they can do to, <laughs> to in- shine a light on exactly, themselves, right. I think would be a very good thing. I more agree people, you. and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but let's be honest. There'd be way more interest in the Philadelphia Stars if I was the kicker. I mean, honestly, you know what they should do? Because we talk about it well, on the yeah. station. You know what they should do, in all honesty? Like, this, I think, is a really smart move. But I think it's really doable. Just sign Carson Wentz, because he'll be out of the NFL <laughs> in a minute. That's a good point. You know? Carson would take Bring it. Bring Carson back to Philly. What if a Carson story tru- that is. If Carson truly loved football. Yeah, there's no chance he would do that. Zero. Less than zero. But, but negative a million percent. So if you're Carson, would you rather be a like a locked-in backup in the NFL, like like the team that signed you is like, listen, Carson, you are not the starter. Yeah, I'd you rather do that. I'd rather be a th- the, the, be the, the starter for the quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, well, you're probably making way way, way more, more money. money. And yeah. also, it's like so embarrassing. Like it's one yeah, backup that happens. Every NFL guy eventually, like Sam Bradford, all these guys well, eventually are backup to for play. you. Or whatever. Yeah, sure, he loves to play. <laughs> uh, like, where do you think he ends up? I mean, it could be the commander. It could be the commander. Oh, please, please, I don't. I don't ask for much on this podcast. I don't make pleas. I don't do one time or any right. of that kind of stuff. Like, football gods, please send Carson to Washington. Please. <laughs> this could really please. backfire on you. I don't think it will. Not concern. Yeah. <laughs> Zero concern. Honestly, I think it'll front fire. I think it'll be perfect. I mean, Carson twice oh, a year. How great would that be? If, if Carson signs with the Commanders, there is almost no chance the Eagles don't open the season out oh, Washington. It would be so great. Or, sorry, Washington here, here prime oh, time. That would be heaven. I, 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 I don't ask What much. would the line have to be, and assuming same Eagles roster, so, you know, whatever, like no, no noticeable changes. They don't have Russell mm-hmm. Wilson. It's still Jalen Hurts. Carson comes in with the commanders. Carson and the commanders. <laughs> what would the line have to be for you to bet, like? Oh, it could be to double digits. I feel like Eagles would have to be minus, like, 10. Yeah. Yeah, the chances digits. of Carson coming into Philadelphia and winning the game are so small. Literally zero. Literally zero. Yeah. Ah, let this happen. I mean, honestly, but it's like them or Pittsburgh. I feel like. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh's a chance. Um, Tampa. Sure, I could see that. Um, It'd be a mistake by them, but I think. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think it'd be a mistake by any of these teams. <laughs> Washington. <laughs> you, you I mean, Carson like for? Washington's kind of like a second-rate franchise. Whatever, so part of yeah. me is like just getting Carson yeah, to go I, there. The Steelers would be shocking. To me, I mean, not from a. I get it. Well, can you imagine like, him and Tomlin? Buddy, Mike Tomlin would hate this Tomlin's guy. like like the ultimate football coach. Yes. Yeah. 
Carter's like, don't worry, I got it. Yeah, it's like, no, nah, you, you don't, buddy. No, no, I got it. I got it. I'm really well, did you see Doug hired Press Taylor, by the way? Oh, I sure did. That's really funny. It's well, hilarious. Watching him put together his staff in Jacksonville has just reinforced, like, it was probably the right idea. To <laughs> like, just watch Doug bring a Super Bowl to Jacksonville. I you, hope he does. Can you, me too. I yeah. love that guy. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Most talented quarterback he's ever coached. In the history of the draft, Ellie. You didn't know that. Yeah. Most quarterback he's Generational ever Generational guy. <laughs> I think he's going to be good. I'm, I'm still in on Trevor Lawrence. I think having Doug helps him. Yeah, having Press do doesn't, too. but I think having Doug, <laughs> having Doug helps him. Yeah. Press Taylor slander. Remember when he was the guy who came up with the Philly I special? Always, I always, yeah. I always knew that it wasn't going to work out. I knew it for a while. But when I, but last season, when I saw Press and Carson by themselves on the sideline coaching up and Jalen off to the side. And like, it was like, yeah. All the not, time. Yeah. It's like, like Jalen's the backup quarterback. Like, how's he not in these meetings discussing what's going on? He could be a snap away from playing. So this is a very bad. I'm situation. unimpressed with the Taylor family. I know he went to the Super Bowl, but I still don't think Zach Taylor's that good a coach. I think he's okay. Well, having Joe Burrow, like, yeah, honestly, yeah, exactly. Really, I think yeah. Joe Burrow really helped Zach Taylor look like a better coach. I also think like a lot of a lot of times, and this is kind of a reckless statement, but like the quarterback's kind of just the coach. Well, like you know, like he, depending on who the quarterback is, it can right. Be. I definitely so that interesting one because like the whole like Brady versus Belichick debate and all that and I always used to be Belichick 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 and not just that specific one but macro there it is overall it's been too long in the pot yeah without we went it. way too deep um I'm really starting to come around to I don't know if coaching I mean coaching matters in the NFL more than any of the other main sports but I don't think it matters as much as talent at the quarterback position no. I've come around. Yeah. I mean, like, Sean McVay, like, I know he's not offensive genius. And all that. I think he's a good coach, like, clearly a good coach. He was a disaster in the Super Bowl, a disaster the week before. And they and won they in spite won. of him. Yeah. I mean, that guy just kept running the football. It was like 23 carries for 46 yards. Like, keep doing yeah, it. Yeah, especially on first down, too. And Stafford's throwing dimes. Like, what are we doing, dude? And this is my thing with the continual no feel for the game. The continual like. debate we had with. With like whose fault was it, Doug or Carson's? Like, yeah. and it was Carson's. It was Carson's. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it, it was it Carson's. definitely Carson's. Like that now, dude. Doug. Look, Doug could have been Didn't better. Help. Yeah, but like ultimately, like there's only so many ways to like reinvent the wheel here. Yep. Like there's only so many plays to call. Like you just ultimately need execution from your quarterback. Yeah, and and also taking it a step further, you need your quarterback not to be the worst quarterback at executing in the league. Yeah, and I, honestly, like, I think the job Sirianni did in terms of, like, going to a run-first offense was, like, one of the better examples we've seen in the league recently of, like, a coach actively, like, coaching his quarterback. Excuse me. Coaching his quarterback to be better. Yeah. Just well, in terms all, of, like— And also understanding what his quarterback yes. can and can't do, which, as much as I, I think Frank Reich deserves a lot of uh, criticism for, like, bringing—like, uh, everyone, you know, Ballard, all those guys say, like, it was Reich. Reich wanted him there. They did it for Reich, whatever. And I think that that's an L for Frank Reich, clearly. It is, but it's an understandable risk, in and, my opinion. And I, and I do think that Frank Reich deserves credit for quickly realizing, I need to hard, hide Carson Wentz in my offense. Like, yeah. we are a running team. We're going to not ask Carson to do that much. And Carson still found a way to screw them, because he's Carson. But I, I do think, like, it was pretty clear to Frank Reich pretty, pretty quickly Okay, I can't rely on this guy to carry my. There was a a, qu a quote from somebody on the Colts that was at the Pro Bowl, and he was saying like, "Yeah, I was sitting at the lunch at the Pro Bowl, and the whole table I saw this. filled with Colts." He's like, and why it's are like, we here? Why are we here? And the, every single mention underneath is like Carson, 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 <laughs> Carson, Carson. <laughs> God, I feel bad for Carson. He's becoming a much more sympathetic figure than yeah. Cause I, and again, like as much as I'm annoyed with the way he laughed, and we talked about this, but like, like I don't think Carson is like 
an asshole or anything like that. Like, I don't think he's a horrible human being. Like, I just think he didn't work here, and I think he handled it horrendously yeah. on the way out, and I think he needs Kinda to learn like how ben. to take accountability. And lead. I think we're not going to get into that again. <laughs> that was worse. But I think he needs to learn how to, to, to take criticism, learn how to be accountable. Like, he just... He just doesn't do these things well, right. but I do like I at least, you know, I am like watching that type of fall, that meteoric fall. And to your point, they always say like all the things that happened to him along the way. It was I mean, extremely a like, rare concoction of misfortunate events. Like, you know, yeah. yeah, I mean, again, just basically on its own, the idea that you were the MVP of the league by all, you know, all, all for everybody, whatever, and then you go down and watch your backup win the Super Bowl with that team. You were like, I mean, yeah. that alone is like so soul. I mean, you won the Super Bowl, so you should be like happy in some ways. No, but no, come on, there's no personally way. like it's yeah. soul crushing. It's, it's soul crushing. I yeah. can only imagine how hard that is to come back from I think that it's alone, especially when you're the quarterback. Like, when you get when, hurt too. When I was watching the uh, this last Super Bowl and Odell got hurt, I was thinking like, imagine this range of reaction emotion Odell could have. Either if like he already scored a touchdown, then he gets hurt. And so you win the Super Bowl, and he's like crying, and he's super excited. But if you lose, it goes from like oh, it's one of oh, it's so one of the worst days. What a, of your what a swing! Yep, yeah, yep. like because like, you know you could have contributed to potentially and you got winning. Hurt. So like, exactly. So I and just, it's a it, real injury that it's going to take time to recover from and all that. Right, but then if he wins the Super Bowl, it's like well, I had a touchdown. I played a role. Who and we cares? Won the Super exactly. Bowl. It's just such a wide. Also, did you see? Um, we're just completely off tangent here. But well, what we, it's not like we had, you know. Yeah, did you see uh Van Jefferson the uh, champ? What a great name. <laughs> so badass. So there's this movie that came out a few years ago. I think it was called I think it was called Star, honestly. Um, and it was about a daughter, and I don't forget the exact plot. But there's in it the dad goes to uh to the daughter, I didn't name you Star for nothing. Mm-hmm. And I always think like, wow, that makes me want to name my kid <laughs> some type of adjective. Like I didn't I didn't name you awesome for nothing. Or like <laughs> you know, like I didn't name you president awesome, for nothing. Yeah, president. exactly. Like just like I honestly think, like, if I was, like, going through life and I would literally think to myself, like, like I'm a star. Uh-huh. And so I feel like Champ is such an awesome name. Yeah. Like, there'll be such moments in that kid's life where he's like, nah, like, I'm a champ. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I've been thinking about. So I like it. It's yeah. good. It's, it's, a, it's a slippery slope, though. Because, yes. you know. As we've talked Could about, become before, a burden. I mean, your name is, it, it defines you in so many ways. I mean, you yeah. are your, what your name is. And, like. You know, if it's a like a president, like that's like it could go the other way. Yeah, where... president would be tough. But like, <laughs> champ, I'm trying to give another other champ's champ. awesome, star yeah. is awesome. Um, winner, can you name your nah, name? that one's tough. <laughs> winner Seltzer. nickname W, but like that's kind of <laughs> well, actually, W could be a nickname. Star is obviously as star. You said, that's a good one. Um, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I yeah, can't think of any more. One though. Yeah, it's a fun. Handsome, but that's kind of tough too. <laughs> What's your name? Handsome. Well, Precious. There's that basketball player. Precious. Right? That, yeah. Well, the Pre- movie Precious. The movie Precious. Yeah, that's there a good go. one. Precious is a good one. Yeah. So anyway, I'll try to think of more of those. I like this. This Champ. should be. A, this should be a thing on the. Show. Champ Jefferson. That's a strong name. It's a strong name. So well, his last name is Jefferson, right? Van Jefferson. Okay, I was trying to remember if it was like Van Jefferson was his whole yeah. last name. No, no, no. <laughs> Van Jefferson. All right, so Champ, Champ Jefferson. It's a good name. I wonder if it's Champion, and Champ for good short. Good question. Good question. What's the nickname for Champ? You just go with Champ. Oh yeah, it's just, right. All right, let's move back to an Eagles topic. <laughs> you're, you're not enjoying this. No, total I am. Tandem? I am. I just <laughs> like. What other Eagles topic is there to talk about? What, what what should we talk about? I know. Yeah, the combine. combine. Let's bring the combine. combine next week. All right, so you're going to the combine in Indy. Yes. Uh, you'll be there what from Monday to Thursday. So I get or Friday there Monday. Somewhere? Doug, ta- Doug. Wow. 
Well, Doug will talk, actually. He will. But, um, You're not wrong. Yeah, Nick and, Nick and Howie talk on Wednesday. Okay, so we will have a pot on Wednesday for you after those press conferences yes. for sure at some the point. The illuminating answers they have. Oh, I'm sure they're going to say all their plans. So much. They'll Still committed to with JLN. Everything that's going to yeah, happen. I don't know why so, you guys keep asking. For, for those who don't know, and we'll talk about it more next week, but but um, what's it like to go to the Combine? You've been a bunch of years, like you kind of go there. What, what's like set the scene for people? And obviously, we'll, we'll you know, when you're there, actually yeah. see what it's like this year. But but in general, well, obviously, what's with COVID. It like? Yeah, yeah, different. But what's it like to go to the combine? Well, the crazy thing is, the last time I was at the combine was literally right when COVID was starting. Oh, wow. it was so, oh yeah, it makes sense. Right before, yeah, yeah. Wow. I remember that week we were there and like the news was talking about it, and I remember saying to myself, "All right, like, it, come on, COVID's not a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> whoops." Obviously, classic Elliot miss there. Yeah. Um, no, the combine is it's cool. Like everybody's there. Like it's all the head coaches, the general managers, the scouting department. So it's a lot of like. Just from a what's what's it like physically to be there? Like you just walk around and it's like, oh, there's Andy Reid and like you know, like just people walking by. It's a super unique thing, man. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are like, holy bleep, like yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's also cool to see the draft prospects in person. Yeah, you know, get like a feel for the size. You hear so much. Be, yeah, yeah. Well, you hear so like, much. Can't pick his hands in person. I would be dying it, to see that. Exactly. Wow, those those really jointed thumb, super little, like, man. Um, Cause you hear it was like my daughter's hands. Wow! Does your daughter? Oh, cause she's small hands, right? Yeah. I think I was gonna say she double jointed. Three year old. No, yeah. I was talking about the size. Um, but no, it's like you spend so much time talking about like, oh, this guy's height, and like it's funny when you see them next to each other. Like one guy's like, you know, let's just say like six three, and one guy's six one, and you're like, well, this guy's height. <laughs> but when you see him next to each other, like there's He's a little bigger, no yeah. difference. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but it's always an informative event. I also think this year. And really, in general, the Combine's best thing that happens is all these general managers get together to talk. Now, an interesting dynamic to this year's Combine is, in most years, all the NFL agents are there. There's a big meeting in, in Indianapolis where all the NFL agents have to go. It's like when they like basically re-up their uh, like uh, agent license. This year, they're doing it virtually because of COVID, I'd assume. So there's not going to be as many agents there. And one of the things that normally happens at the Combine is all the general managers will meet with agents of players, which is tampering, but nobody really cares, <laughs> and just kind of talk about, like, you know, oh, so you Hey, so where's your guy thinking exactly, of going? What, yeah, you, what like, kind of I'm money are you looking in for? This guy. Yeah. Like, exactly. What do you think it would cost to get this guy? That yep. kind of, like, And so all that stuff like, normally happens, but now nah, I'm sure they can still do it. Um, yeah, just, I'm sure they're texting. But it's just an interesting dynamic there. that there's not going to be as many agents. The other thing that really happens at the Combine, which I used to be big into, and now I don't really have to do it anymore, is, like... All the reporters from all the league are there. Like, you know, five, six reporters per team, national ones. And Indy's small. So, like, there's only four or five bars that people go out to. And it's just filled with reporters trying to walk around and being, like, run into people. Yeah, Like, like, there's, like, this myth that you're going to, like, I'm going to be out at night and, like, run into Nick Sirianni and he's going to be like, Elliot, we're trading for Russell Wilson. (laughs) And I'm going to be like, nice, I'm so happy I went out. You know, like, and it just, that's never what happens. But um, it's more like, oh, there's Adam Schefter on the other side of the bar. Yeah, cool. so I'm not gonna say anything to him. But yeah, cool. exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, one funny story: I was at a league event before, and I was sitting at a table, and Adam Schefter came and sat down at the table. It's mm-hmm. just me and him. Now he follows me on Twitter. Yeah, he's retweeted you before. Like he's he, quote tweeted you yes. before, at least. Yeah. But I also don't actually think he knows who I am. Like I'm just like he probably picked a couple Eagles beats to yes. follow to get information. And he knew I was the one quote to follow. Tweet, right. Oh, so I mean, duh. So I'm sitting at a table. <laughs> you don't need to be from here to know that. <laughs> so I'm sitting at a table with him. And he's like eating a bagel or something. And then he picks his phone up and goes, I, I mean, he makes a facial expression of like shock. And then he gets up and walks away. Oh, man. And the first thing I thought was like, oh, my God. And I like got my phone and like <laughs> looked to see if he was going to tweet. So 
there's that cool parts of it. But um, funny story. I'm gonna try to think of how to tell this without Ooh, getting it. Love that. Like, love like, that. At one point what at the combine, I was out and there was an assistant coach of the Eagles. Ooh, very drunk. <laughs> I know you're. Talk- I've heard this story. Yes. Before. Yeah. So it's like things like that happen. You know, where like you just They're go just out saying stuff. Yeah, exactly. So that's like the fun part of it. And that's like where all the buzz comes from. Where you hear like the reporters the next sure. day, like you know, like rumblings in Indianapolis. Is that yeah. you know Russell Wilson does want to trade yeah. like stuff like sure. that. Like so that's kind of the whole component of it. But it is funny watching all the reporters like walk around trying to meet people. Sure. Like, it's literally like being at a bar and like you know like trying to talk to you know, whoever your preferred opposite sex is, sure. right? Like, so it's just watching all these reporters go up to, like, whoever at the bar and be like, Chris hey. Ballard. Yeah, like Chris oh, Ballard hey. or whoever and being Chris, like, hey, like, good tonight, man. Yeah. like, you want to give me a scoop? Like, that's essentially, it's so, like, transparent hey, what, Chris. what the interaction yeah. is. Yeah, it's nice to just throw, like, a line at him. Right, like, can I buy you a drink and you'll tell me who your top free agent signing is? Hey, Chris, is? did it hurt? <laughs> and you fell from heaven. I was drink? like, where are you going with this one? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's essentially, so that's like the big thing with the combine. It's just like everyone walking around trying to find the That's scoops. awesome. All right. So, so one job for you at the combine, I want you to keep track. I want a list. You don't have to have talked to them, but I want for the pod a list of the five most famous people you saw at the combine. Deal. Okay. Now, here's a question. Well, really, this is like real one territory. Oh, big time yes. real one. Yeah. Like, I think Nick Sirianni would be a lot of fun to drink with. Doesn't he give that buddy. vibe of off? Of course he does. That like when he first like before everyone liked him. Like we liked him, you know. Right. You know, in between the opening press conference and the actual season, I mean, when he was like showing up at weddings and like the yeah the, the shorts shore and stuff. Like, he seems like a blast. This guy. Oh, like, I think super fun. I think you know, in terms of stands, like that's that's Nick Sirianni. Eagles like, have playing, to have, ba- playing beer pong and Beirut and whatever. Yeah. Eagles have to have a top five like staff to well, party. Yeah, they're a bunch with. of young dudes. Yeah. I'm sure. Like, I'm Gan- sure they're a good time. Gannon seems though like intense to drink. Yeah, he seems like I would not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting to see if you were at the combine and Gannon was there, like. Would John, you, why do you suck so much? I was gonna man. say, like, would you? Why are you so bad at your job? Would you party with him? Like, if, like, you know, like, if you guys were out and you saw him, like, would you? Yeah, you would. You would call him JG you know? and like laughing in terms of like, yo, right. JG. So here's a question: If I'm at the bar and I see like Eagles people, should I like send them a drink? Sure. Right. Just yeah. send over. No, no downside. The p- give it, give him one a little like a. You bet. The only worry is like I, I, I mean, I have to buy an expensive one at that point. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I can't yeah, send yeah. It over like. Can you expense that? Probably not. I have to ask Rod. Hey Rod, can I expense some drinks? For yeah, for the Eagles. Eagles. That should make sense. Right? So I won't tell anybody if I actually do end up drinking with these people. But no, yeah, no, we, that's good. Yeah. So well, I'll like, uh, you know, I'll let the real ones know somehow. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yes. Well, well good. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. I'm excited for us to be able to talk to you while you're there. It's a unique perspective, yeah. you know, for Well, also just like learn about these guys. I don't yeah. I mean, well, you're more into college football than I am, but like this is when I really feel like I start to learn about like all the guys. Totally. Like, I know like the f- top 30 or whatever, but like the fifth, sixth round picks. Well, like, and especially different from last year and, you know, uh, it's more what we're used to, but it's the I, generally it's like when you're not in like top 10 or whatever, like 12 last year and they moved up and all at six, then 12, all that. Like it's the further back you go, the like larger the swath of names right. that you have to pay attention to is, especially when you got three picks in the 15 to <laughs> well, 19 range. Well, they have, also like, they have three picks in the fifth yeah. round. So yeah. like that's yeah, well that's the yeah, there's like there's like ninety players they could take with those three yeah. picks. Oh, way more than that. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, there's like you know fifty players they could take with the first three round picks. Basically, when you look at like mock drafts, like then people like once you get past the first, you know whatever. There's always like a set like all right, these are the ten best guys, or whatever. Then it's always all over the freaking yes. place. Yes, it's like it could be anybody. You know? Yeah, it's so like, trying to learn you, about the draft. Learn picks. all this. 
that's the tough part. Yeah, I've been watching some some highlights lately. You know, I'll put it on the second TV. Nice. Watch some Matt Corral highlights. What's your thoughts? Some Carson Strong highlights. What's your thoughts on the Matt Corral? He's okay. Okay, you weren't. No, I feel like you would have. I guess you. Must, I feel like you would have texted me. If you yeah, I think away. He, I think he's clearly got a solid arm. Like you know, he, he, some. I think he's good. He seems like he's good on the intermediate throws and stuff like that. But like. The offense didn't look super complicated or super, right. you know, wide open guys. Yeah, type of thing. kind of thing. And uh, you know, he clearly is athletic enough. He looks tiny. Like that's what not not tiny. He looks short. He looks like he's like six feet or something like that. Carson Strong though looked pretty. Like that guy's got an arm. Yeah, but, like, people seem into him. He has a good arm. Like I get it. And he's like, it looks like a quarterback. He's like six three or six four or whatever. Like he looks it. You know. So um, I was like Nevada. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, got it. Here's a here's another combine little thing in terms of like be- like behind the scenes type thing. So. Most years, and again, this year I don't know what it'll be like because of COVID, but all the players come into to a big room and like, you know, let's use Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett will go up on the stage and everyone will swarm around him. And it's so funny. People get so mad when I ask the question, hey, Kenny, uh, did you talk to the Eagles? And like, because they're like, oh, they talk to everybody, blah, blah. And I'm like, but that's way more useful than like the question of like, you know. So Kenny, like, what's your favorite offense? To yeah, around? oh, totally. Yeah, <laughs> like, who cares? So you played high school in Pittsburgh. What would it mean to you to play for the Steelers? Yeah, that, like, I mean, the, who cares about that? Right. I'm so it's with like, you. And like, what what's getting more interaction from the fan base? The Kenny Pickett meeting with the Eagles, or Kenny Pickett talking about him playing, you know, Minnesota that one time? No like, doubt. But people don't like that question. Really, people get very mad. Who cares? Why do people get mad? I'm just letting you know. People get mad about. But I still do Silly it. You want to know why? Because the beat reporter you need. It's exactly right. I always do. This is my always question. I always go like, uh, so whatever. Um, have you started to do your meetings yet? How are those going? And then were the Eagles one of them? Nice. And they always go, yes, I talked to the Eagles. I'm like, don't even care the rest. <laughs> well, I mean, that's interesting. Was it a good meeting? I mean, yeah. Well, they, yeah. Out? Everyone, yeah, they find They're out who was there and whatever, stuff. But... Yeah, exactly. So. Did they ask you any weird questions? Yes. Well, one of the best ones ever was, this was at the Senior Bowl, but Kenny, uh, Kenny. Jimmy uh, Kemsky did a story once where he went around and took pictures of all the hands that were labeled as like, like flicked or something. Uh-huh. Like, and it was just a funny like Kenny Pickett will qualify because he's got like yeah. the, the joint thumb. Yeah, I like it. That's good. That stuff. was my whole story. <laughs> it was a short one. Yeah, it was, it was not very. Yeah. Um, well, that'll be fun. We'll get we'll get into the combine and all that, and um, we will be talking little Sixers on Saturday after Harden's game. We're going to talk about betting, seeing yes. them together kind of what to do with the NBA betting on the Parks Pick Pot. Of course, our show, Saturday 1 to 3, WIP. Um, what else? You got anything else? Well, I told you about the show I watched. Yes. Um, which is very good. Um, I saw John Mayer in concert. Oh, how was it? Very talented. Yeah, he's good. Very, very talented guy. Good voice. Really can play the guitar well. <laughs> I don't know how you would like rank Deep musicians, but like he's up there in terms of like he's a good know. guitarist. Yeah, and I think like I said this on the radio show. Give too carried away. So that would really that's really all I got. Yeah. What about you? That's all I got. There yeah. it is. <laughs> it is. I'm excited to see James Harden play. I know we're. I'm. I, I'm. I'm like not been this excited. Yeah. yeah. For a very long time. It's real. Like it feels like really truly exciting to me. I'm really yes. genuinely looking forward to this game tomorrow night. So we'll talk about that on Saturday. What else? Do I have anything else? You got to think quick. Silently, you can't just have silence. I think it's yeah. great. People love silence yeah. in a podcast. It's a beautiful thing. Nah, you know, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll taking talk care, Saturday. taking care of my dog. Love you, Millie. Hope yes. she gets better. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, she's she's a tough bitch. So literally, well, literally yeah. unfigured. I was gonna say literally. In this instance, I guess earmuffs it's, it's are not factual. needed. No. Yeah. come on, that's okay. So um, so shout out to Millie. That's all I got. All right. Well, the year normally only wraps it up, so. <laughs> Pause.
Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Peace out, James. We'll talk to you later.